Welcome to Commission Impossible. We are back. We took one week off for, I guess, President's Day or something, Ryan? Yeah, it was, that was it. That was it. <laughs> that was the reason. No other reasons. We're just busy sometimes, man. That's, uh, that's what happens. Uh, this is Commission Impossible. I'm Scott Fish. With me, as always, is Ryan McDowell. Uh, talked on Twitter a little bit about the other day. Uh, people were like, Maybe we should have other commissioner guests every once in a while or and stuff like that. What what do you think about that? I, I, I'm pretty undecided about that. I I like the dynamic we have, but uh I I get that. Uh, maybe wanting a little extra opinion here and there. Yeah, it wouldn't hurt. There are definitely plenty of commissioners out there that uh that I respect their opinion and their yep. leagues and their ideas. Sure. Um we've we've had a cup have we just had one guest? Is Nathan our we- only guest? Now that I think of it, if Nathan is our only guest, we probably should have different guests. That's true. <laughs> no, I'm That's just true. kidding. We love him. Uh, no, yeah, let's not make it a habit. But <laughs> let's bring, every once in a while, maybe let's bring some on. Um, we should do that. Yeah, we should do that. If you are new to the show, you can go back and listen to any of our shows because they're pretty evergreen. And I write down descriptions uh, of what's going on in, uh, well, at least the last 10, 15 of them. So uh, you can check those out. Pretty evergreen. Uh, we talk about commission stories, bad or <laughs> bad league ideas, interesting league ideas. Uh, people have sent us. We go over some of our own ideas, uh, listener questions. Do a lot of those. Those tend to touch on uh, things people are interested in. Um, it's a very binge worthy show. If you have a question or uh, or something you want to tell us, commishpod at gmail.com. We are also at commishpod on Twitter. You can go follow us there. Ah, uh, now onto the show, Ryan. Whew, man, this it's, it, it feels like it's been a little bit, but I wanted to tell you a couple things. First off, I had someone join one of my leagues uh, in the commissioner service the other day, and his name, Thomas Brohammer. Tommy Brohammer yeah. is his real life name. He's he's the man. That That's a great name. How, how do you even... I wish I could go through life with the name Tommy Brohammer. That's is a that name. is that um is that Thor's like everyday name? It could be. I don't. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Seems like it would be. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, I just I just had to mention that because that's crazy. That's a crazy <laughs> awesome name to to have as your real life name. Anyway, uh, Bill Schiebler on Twitter. Asked, uh, asked us a question. We'll start there. When it comes to league dues, how lenient are you regarding the due date? Do you hold firm on a date? Do you have flexibility? Does it vary from league to league, from owner to owner? Uh, how do you generally handle that, uh, Mr. Ryan McDowell? Uh, well, it does vary. Uh, it varies from owner to owner. And mm-hmm. um, I, I would say I'm I'm pretty strict, but it's not about the money. It's more about the commitment. Right. Uh, It's the, it's about the commitment to staying in the league, to, um, to continuing to manage your team going forward. So for me this time of year, and I'm sure this is the case for you as well. I'm trying to get new owners in. I'm trying to replace those or, or fill those orphan spots, Mm -hmm. trying to do second chance drafts and auctions. And to do that, you've got to have everybody, uh, paid up for yep. for the next year, so uh, it it really stinks. That is definitely the I don't know. I shouldn't say it's definitely the worst part, but it it is among the 
worst parts of being a commissioner's chasing down the money and, um, and, and just dealing with that. Because again, it's, it's not about the money. Uh, no, yeah. it's, it's about, I just need to know for sure that you are staying in the league because I, I have had situations in the past where I, I got that, um, you know, I got that commitment, whether through, uh, whether it was through paying the fees or, or if it was just a, you know, that promise to stay in the league, we ran the second chance drafts, the dispersal drafts, and then the, the people backed out. So yeah, that's, that's, that's just, yeah, it's really not fair to that new owner, whoever comes in after that. Um, so I would say overall, I'm pretty strict. We've got the deadline for me. It's the third Saturday in February, which is, a super arbitrary date I chose a dozen years ago, and that's what I've stuck with. Um, it, no, it's, it, it's a make sense date. I mean, it's right after National Signing Day for your Debbie Leagues. It's right before the combine and, and free agency starts hitting. It's it's a decent date, I think. Yeah, it is funny, though, because I remember, again, this, this really was 10 or 12 years ago when I wrote these rules and, and chose that date. And at that point, I got a lot of flack for how early – the payment deadline was <laughs> people thought that was way too early. It should be in the summer. And, mm-hmm. and, and at that time, that's kind of how dynasty leagues were. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's not the case now. It's, it's probably among the later dates of, of typical leagues at this yeah. point. There are a lot of guys move that move from redraft over to dynasty that uh, are like, why are we drafting in May? We should draft rookies in August. And mm-hmm. uh, that's starting to go away. But uh, yeah, as of like four, five, six, ten years ago, that was definitely a thing. People, people thought you just didn't do stuff in the offseason. I'm, I'm with you. We have a March 1st deadline in our commissioner service. And um, honestly, I feel like it should be February 15th. I, I feel yeah. like it, uh, Dynasty should be a year round thing. I mean, you got to give them a month or a month and a half, you know, just in case, you know, give them some time to collect, get those funds in. But I mean, man, Dynasty should be year round. And uh, my answer is I am nowhere near as strict as I should be. (laughs) I'm extremely lenient about it. And part of the problem is we're, we're in a situation, Ryan, where if someone doesn't pay, we can find an owner pretty quick. Yeah. in one of our leagues. Yep. So so I don't want to talk about my personal leniency. I, I, I wish I, w- I should be stricter. I just It's not something that concerns me as much. If I were to recommend to people, yeah, I'd be pretty strict. I, I, would, I would have a date. I would set the date. And you know, once that date passes, the don't don't immediately kick the people out, but but then you start emails and and having a discussion uh, about you know, do you want to play in this league? Like, and don't let it go too much further past that. But yeah, you really want to get those payments in before you start doing drafts and stuff. Yeah, and and going back to the um, the varying from league to league or owner to owner, I really think it does vary from owner to owner. It does if yeah. it's the same people. Every single year that you're chasing for for league fees, you're probably also chasing those same people to submit their lineup or to vote in polls or what you know, respond to trades, whatever's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, those those activity pieces, it, it's going to you're going to see some trends. Now, if you have one of your good owners who's active and uh, and just says. Hey, I need a couple more weeks. Um, you know, something happened or money's tied or whatever the situation is. 
then obviously that's mm-hmm. that's going to be understandable. And there's yeah, there's no happen. no reason to kick people out for that. No, no, especially when they're good owners. So yeah, I mean, there are sometimes you got to make judgment calls and stuff like that. Uh, my next little uh, pre-question topic for you. Uh, I I uh, I saw a guy tweeting about something. I think I got tagged in it somehow, and it's basically a, a league idea or a league a guy runs that's kind of a version of a pink slip league. And for for our listeners, a pink slip league is is like a dynasty league or a redraft league, I suppose, where when you lose to someone, you can steal one of their players. Um, some leagues do it where you can steal a bench player. Some leagues do it where you can steal a uh, a starter. In fact, a vampire league is like a you know a takeoff of. Uh, uh, it's kind of like I, when when I first saw the idea for a vampire league, I believe Tom Kislingberry uh, put it out there. I thought to myself, this is a pink slip league mixed with Ryan's catch twenty two league jammed yeah. together. Yeah. Right. So. Um, a pink slip league is basically you play for pink slips. You uh, you play you play a game and uh, the winner steals some spoils there. So at match h match who I guess m a t c h h o o just Matt I guess uh, has a Jolly Roger Pirate League that I thought was uh, kind of interesting. Each week the the crews battle head to head for for some booty. Um, you can steal a player from the starting lineup from the other team. Um, uh, each team gets to nominate a first mate that gets locked in prior to the start of the game. Uh, the first mate can't be changed. At the season end, all the stolen pirates. This is a dynasty league, okay? So if you steal a starter from from a person, that's a stolen pirate. At the end of the year, the stolen pirates will be forced to walk the plank and go into next year's draft. So, so think about that. This is a dynasty league where you're stealing a starter from someone and it's probably a good player, but if you stole that player, you have to drop him after the season. I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah. It, It throws some really, really good players into the player pool. Right. Um, it also makes it so that, you know, if a team steals a bunch of players, they, they might likely win the league, but they did it with a bunch of stolen players that they have to drop. So, you know, it kind of helps the parity. That team's probably not going to repeat because they did it with a lot of stolen players. I find a lot of that interesting. Um, I don't know if there's something there people can take into their own leagues. I just, I just found it interesting, especially the you have to drop what you steal at the end of the year. I really like that that league as well. It definitely sounds like a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, is that the same one? I, I did not see that rule or that discussion, but I saw something and it was a pirate themed league. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it, it must be the same one, Okay, but it was something about forced trades. Is that what they're calling a forced trade? Um, Are you not? I, sure? I, 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 actually, I believe that is what they called it. Uh, pirate force trade like i think he in his tweet he said a pirate force trade league okay. but that's that's really what it is i mean a force trade it's it's a pink slip league it's where you you know the winner gets to steal a player that's the that's the force trade is you okay. you steal a play you get to you make a trade for a starter of the other team and the other team has to do it gotcha i wasn't sure if there was a um if there was another trading aspect on top of that yeah I'm, that sounds like a fun league um, i like it I do like it. It's probably not something that could work in every single dynasty league. 
but no, oh, no, no. But it it doesn't have to be. Um, you know, sometimes you just have those one or two leagues that are are just fun to play in. Yeah, and that that one is right up there. And and I I, I mention it because of that fact that you have to drop the uh, players. Um, dropping the players is just uh, an interesting tweak to it that uh, you know that makes for a better you know, rookie free agent draft or whatever, uh, the, the following off season. And it also makes it so that the teams that are likely good at the end of the year probably did it. So with stolen players. So, you know, they won't, they won't get that booty back. It's uh, I like it. I, I like a lot of things about that. So, uh, thanks, uh, Matt on Twitter for sharing that Matt C H H O O, uh, on Twitter, uh, one T in Matt there. Uh, I have a <laughs> yeah, I have a friend with one team, and his name is Matt. That's that's uh, that's interesting. Anyway, you want to read the the first email we're finally getting to after all of that, Ryan? Let's do it. This one comes from Justin from Ohio. Thanks for letting us know, Justin. Uh, Justin says, I'd first like to say thanks for the podcast. You guys are great at what you do, and thanks for all the information, insight, experience, and thoughts you share. Thank you, Justin. Very kind. Mm-hmm. Uh, Justin says, I've seen some commissioners offer uh, that the new owner can join for free. Okay. Yeah. This is a conversation we've had before. I assume it's in the situation where the previous owner already paid for the current year. In my situation, the current year is already paid, uh, paid for, but the 2020 season still needs to be paid for. So again, where Scott Scott's mentioned this before, we're, we're playing catch up on these emails. So this one might have come from uh, a couple months or six or eight months ago. Yeah, believe yeah. it or not, I have them a little bit mixed up too. So like we're going to hit some new ones and then we're going to hit some ones that are randomly I missed before and stuff. But uh, a lot are, you know, it is what it is. All right. So he says, uh, in my situation, current years paid, the 2020 still needs to be paid for. If I wanted to offer the 2020 season is paid just to fill the team, I get the team filled. But where does the money come from? My own pocket? I don't play in the league, only commission. What are your thoughts on how to handle this? Um, so that's that's kind of an interesting wrinkle at the end that he's the commissioner. He doesn't play in the league. Yeah. Um, I'm already wondering if he gets paid to do that or if he is the nicest person on earth because that that's not fun to do for free. Uh, <laughs> it not, depends on how tough the league is, but yes. It, yeah, matter. but yeah, it's – I, I don't know, Scott. You yeah. and I've done. You and I have done a lot of things. Um, I don't want to pat ourselves on the back too much. We've done a lot of things for our own fantasy leagues. We put a lot of work in. Right. Um, we have each run a commissioner service, mm-hmm. and now we now we work together to do that. We've gotten yep. paid for that. I can't imagine commissioning a league that I'm not in for free. I, I just don't know why, I, I don't know why you would, but yeah. that's, that's beside the point. Um, so no, it should certainly should not come from his own pocket. If you, if you have a team that is, uh, that is so bad, then sometimes you do have to offer a discount. Uh, sometimes you have to offer, uh, even a free team as, uh, as Justin is saying here, and you just have to take it basically from the winnings of the league. Uh, essentially what you're doing is kind of, kind of taking it from, from everyone. You could also just take it off the, uh, off the league champion um, 
total, or you could simply reduce the league champion total, which is essentially the same thing. Um, it's not a great spot to be in. You don't no. want to, you don't want to make that a, a, a common practice. Uh, but if, if a team is so bad that, um, that you can't find an owner, then sometimes you have to do something like that. Right. So I have, I have two ways to go on this. The first one is exactly what you said. Uh, if, if it's not coming out of your own pocket, um, yeah, you'd have to reduce all the uh, all the pots or whatever. I'm assuming this is a personal league. If you are commissioning leagues and taking a fee, it probably does. Uh, we I'm not going to go into the legalities of that <laughs> right now, but uh, uh, it probably does need to come out of your pocket in that case. It comes out of whatever rake you're taking on that. Um, yeah, I, I have a whole lot I could say about you know that. <laughs> that kind of stuff. But if, if you're, if you're taking a commissioner fee for that league, then it probably does need to come out of your pocket. If it's just something like maybe it's a work league that, you know, you're, you're in like two work leagues and the second work league you're not in, you're just commissioning it for them. Cause you know, they, you're the guy to do that in the office or whatever. If, if it's just one you're commissioning for friends or I don't, I don't know your situation in that, in that case, Probably just, yeah, just pull it, you know, lessen the pots a little bit. Um, but if you're taking a cut, it, it probably has to, if, if that, if that's what you're doing, if that's, if you're running these for money, it probably has to come out of your pocket. I hate to say it. Yeah. I don't hate to say it. I mean, that's what it is. No, that is true. And I mean, I know, I know I've paid other people's league fees out of my pocket in this situation. Scott, I'm yep, guessing so you, probably, you probably have as well. Absolutely. It's in really, leagues that I didn't even take a cut, I, I've done it. Yeah, you know, it's, yeah same you, thing. You do that. Yep. I mean, we talk about different rules for the good of the league. Right. Uh, and this is, this is kind of one of those where you bite the bullet and do it mm-hmm. for the best of the league, even though it's, uh, it, it doesn't make a lot of sense, maybe. Right. Uh, I'm going to read the second question here. This is, I remember now I put this specifically in this show, even though it was dated. I don't know why I left that last question up, but that's, it plays well. Uh, I put, I wanted to get this question. How do you handle leaving a league as a commissioner? Also from Ryan or Justin from Ohio, uh, mostly due to time commitments, leaving a league as an owner is easy, but it's different as a commissioner, especially for a league full of online people that you don't know. That's not a home league. Um, I mean, if you don't know the people, it, it feels like it's almost easier to leave that league and just be like, email them and say, Hey, does anyone want to take over commissioning this league? <laughs> Yeah, I, I think that's the first step is attempting to find somebody to take it to continue uh, continue to run the league because in every league you've got at least at least one owner who is playing for the future. They've sold all their assets. They've mm-hmm. they've traded. They've got six 2021 first rounders and and they they're just playing it out until then. Yeah, and for those people, it, it's rough news for the for the. Um, the guy or the girl who has the juggernaut team and is winning every year. It's, it's rough news. Mm-hmm. Um, so finding, uh, finding a replacement is certainly best case. And that would almost always have to come from within the league. Somebody that's already, uh, already playing in the league. 
beyond that, it, it's not an easy situation because it comes down to timing. Uh, mm-hmm. if, if you wait until the end of the season and you make that announcement, people feel like they've, you know, to, to be frank, feel like they've been screwed. Uh, if you announce it at the beginning of the season or in the off season, you're going to end up with people walking away from the league and, and essentially it becomes a redraft league. That's not a good situation either. It's it's just not an easy one, honestly. Right. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, do you want to read the Stephen from South Bend or do you want me to? Yeah, I got it. I'll do it. All right. Stephen from South Bend, have you ever come across conference-based leagues like a six-team six team league where each team can only have players who are from a certain conference, Power Five, and then uh, one team that would get – that gets players from the group of five seems like it could be fun. Would love to hear your thoughts. Uh, okay. So he's talking, he's talking college football there, mm-hmm. obviously. And in case anyone missed that, but, I missed it at first. <laughs> yep. Um, so you, I, I think he's talking about an NFL one though. Right. 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 So, you, so yeah, you've got a dynasty team and you can only have players from the sec or from the right. big 10. This is, this is close to Nathan's league. I would it's say al- it's also very close to the, the pipeline leagues, uh, the yes. pipeline leagues where uh, you basically draft or auction conferences and any player college players that come out of that conference, go to your NFL squad. I believe that they can trade after that though. Like this, the, the league he's discussing, it sounds like you just get them for life. And I, 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 I would imagine you'd have to be able to trade, but it sounds a lot like a pipeline league too. Um, you wanna, you wanna? Did I cut you off there, Ryan? No, no, you didn't at all. I was, I was thinking of Nathan's leagues. Um, yep, uh, I believe those are called the league with no name. Right, um, and he's got a series of those. So in those leagues, you choose, uh, you choose NCAA. an NFL conference, an right. NFL and division, a- and a college conference. Yes, yes, um, and I think they're. I think they're multiple copy. Maybe not. That might be wrong. Um, but then, then you have competition. So if, if DK Metcalf is, uh, is in the draft, then he can be, uh, he can be acquired. Or I think Nathan uses auctions actually, but he could mm-hmm. be auctioned and won by the SEC team or the SEC. Yeah. The SEC team or the NFC West team. Uh, both of those would have rights to to Metcalf rather than just automatically getting the SEC players. Right. I like the way Nathan does it because you do have that competition. Right. In this, I mean, there's no competition. There's no draft. It's just you get everybody from that conference. And honestly, I mean, if you have the SEC, you're off to a really good start. I wonder um, if I wonder if it's the kind of thing you can organize it where you auction the conference off conferences off each year or something, or like the worst team gets to pick like you, it's a draft and the worst team gets to pick the con and you switch up the conferences each year might, might work a little better, but you're right. The SEC would just, if you win the SEC in year one and that's yours for life, I don't think they would lose much. No, no, that that's the only hesitation I would have about it in general. Um, so Steven, if you are still interested in trying something like that, reach out to Nathan Powell on Twitter and ask him about his leagues. Okay. Uh, I will answer this one because this is, uh, this is one Ryan definitely that probably won't care about. Um, 
Nick from Sock Rapids, Minnesota. Some friends are starting up a dynasty league this year, but we have a question. What's the point of a taxi squad? If your roster is 30 with four, four taxi squad players, why not just have 34 player rosters? Uh, why not? Um, Nick, Nick I, is the man. Nick knows yeah. what's up. <laughs> At that level, uh, that amount of players, yeah, just have 34-man rosters. Um I I can make the argument when you're down at like the 20 or 22 man rosters and a four man taxi, it forces activity for you to like move players up and down weekly um, or in the off season or whatever. You're, you're forcing people to continuously look at their roster each week and season, but at like 25, 27, 28, 30, 30 man rosters, I think a taxi is pretty pointless almost Ryan. Am, am I wrong on that? Yeah, outside of a contract league uh, or, yeah, or or a Devi league, right, right. Yeah, the, the deeper you go, the more pointless a taxi squad is. And you know, I'm starting to get to the point where maybe I'm just getting lazier, and I don't I don't want to like the pigs leagues are 20 man rosters, and they have like five man taxis, and it forces people to be moving players on and off taxi every effing week. And <laughs> I know it forces activity. But and that's a good thing. But I'm lazy in season. I'm just annoyed by how much I like. I'm annoyed by moving players up and down every week. So uh, I'm to the point where I just don't even want to do that anymore. But uh, Devi and contracts, um, maybe hybrid best ball leagues where you need to stash people on there uh, so they don't go against potential points. I guess maybe yeah. that's. Uh, but. If it's a 30-man roster size, I do not see the point of having a four-man taxi at all. Unless it's Devi. And even at that, I mean, 34 players, I mean, you just stash the Devi on your active roster, honestly, at that point, right? <laughs> uh, Ryan's dog making an appearance saying hello. Hello, Ryan's dog. Barkley, right? Bentley. So Bentley. 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 Maybe it needs to be Barkley. Yeah. <laughs> It's very loud, very loud, Barkley. See, what what I was thinking of is uh, the dog in Space Jam, isn't it, Barkley? Because of uh, Charles Barkley. That's, oh, I think yeah. that's, I, I think, think that's what I'm I thinking. I think of. that's right. Yep. Yep. Um, you got the next one. All right. This is really long. Holy crap. Yeah. Yeah. Go to the go to go to the last one. We don't have time for that that one today. That one's way too long for today. All right. Uh, next question. Last question comes from Zach from Tennessee. I was just down in Nashville last weekend. Love Nashville. Zach says, "Hey guys, had a league member basically tank his team on the week before the playoffs started. No, to no. adjust his seeding in the tournament." Uh. Okay. We've, we've seen this one. It was not a huge deal because the team he played was already in the playoffs, but where I would have an issue was if the team was fighting for the playoffs and this automatic win vaulted them into the playoffs. Obviously, we need a rule for tanking. So I want to know your best rule for tanking in fantasy Ooh. football besides no tanking. Um, he's He's got a little bit more there that we that hopefully we'll get to, but let's start with this tanking suggestion we've we've talked a lot about tanking it's it's honestly it's probably the number one topic commissioners want to hear about especially during the season uh i think the last time we talked about it you were almost all the way pro tanking is that where you are now i'm pretty close to just let them let them do their roster how they want to do their roster 
Um, I get what they're saying about that last week. I've, I've been in that situation myself where I'm like, if I tank this game, I'm, I'm going to play a, a team, a different team in the playoffs that I would rather play. Or if I tank this game, it's going to knock this really good team out of the playoffs. I've been in that situation. I think we all have, but that, that happens, right? Mm-hmm. That I don't, yeah. I don't know if it happens in the NFL necessarily because it's, it's, oh, sh- I mean, sure it does. The the other just was it a couple of years ago? A team a team was accused of uh, losing the game just so that the Steelers wouldn't make the playoffs. Was it like the Ravens lost a game on the people? People were like the Ravens lost that game just so the Steelers wouldn't make the playoffs. Like a few hmm. years ago, like I don't. I mean, I'm sure it doesn't truly, truly happen, but it's kind of jokingly out there at least. Yeah. Well, I, I know it's at least talked about more in the NBA. Um, it happening in the NBA. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I have a problem with it or not. Honestly, I'm, I'm getting to the point that you are of just, we're, we're all grown ups. You know, I, I want you to submit a lineup. Right. Um, but if you're submitting a lineup and, and the players in your lineup are actually playing, then we're good. Yeah. Uh, let's let's try to address this for him though. Like, it, it, let's put ourselves in his shoes. I, I mean, I'm yeah, I'm with you. You know, set an active lineup. Isn't but, this a playoff? This is a playoff question, though, right? Playoff seeding. But the the question comes down to the playoffs. If you have a straight tournament, one versus four, two versus three, then you're going to have things like this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like like an all play or some type of round robin is going to eliminate this. Yeah, or yeah, some of the last two spots by points. This this is probably not going to be an issue. Uh, but let's say let's say his league is like super. Everything's got to be by win loss, and points can be the tiebreaker. You know, we're a little more old school. Um, I think, I guess you know, it becomes more judgment cally. Um, I, I don't know what the right wording for a tank uh, tanking was. You have to may, maybe something along the lines of you have to be, start your best possible lineup. Um, if something's obvious, will it, it'll called out or maybe you know uh, if if a if a uh, if if a team is suspected of tanking, you have to protest it and then the commissioner will uh, look to see if there is any obvious you know, obvious, uh, attempts to, you know, play inferior players. I believe safe leagues used to have a rule of something like, uh, obviously inferior players in its, in the, in the sentence for it. Um, it's probably gotta be something like that. If you believe someone's tanking, uh, you need to protest it with the commissioner and then the commissioner with before Tuesday stack before Tuesday morning, and then the commissioner will look to see if there's any obviously inferior players or bye week players or injured players in the starting lineup. You know, so, yeah. something something to that degree. Yeah, I think that that's that's all fair. It, it's just it's tough. You know, it, it mm-hmm. tanking. I'm just rules, trying to. Yeah, yeah, trying trying to help him. Tanking rules are to me really all about the punishment because. If the yes. punishment if the punishment's not there, people are going to tank. Yeah, we've so, we've mentioned that before, and we I've mentioned that on Twitter. Like, it, 
so many people have, you can't tank. And then so many people don't have anything that happens if you do, which (laughs) like, and a lot of people are like, if you tank, you get kicked out. And that's not an option for a lot of people, a lot of leagues. So uh, figure out a punishment for tanking. And uh, once again, we've mentioned it before. If you're going to put a punishment or a fine or a penalty in your bylaws, make dang sure that you're willing to follow through on it. Yep. Yep. Uh, Was there a second part to that question? There is. He's got a he's got a league idea. You want to hear it? Sure. Zach from Tennessee. This is right. Yeah, Zach yeah, from Tennessee stuff. We always we always like league ideas. Yeah. Uh he says also have a le- an idea for a league as common and relevant as concussion protocol is now in the middle of an NFL game. I think fantasy football needs to embrace this change and add substitutions in game for oh, your fantasy team. You can probably stop there. I mean, we've, yeah, this is, this is a thing out there. I mean, I, unless you want to read the whole thing, but I mean, the, the substitution, the fantasy lineup substitution for early injuries and early concussions, early injuries in games. That's been a, that's been a, a spark out there, right, Ryan? I know Adam Harstad is a big proponent of this. Uh, yeah. I think he's called it his favorite rule in dynasty or in fantasy is, um, is that substitute rule. And, and I don't know what, uh, what Zach has in mind here necessarily, but in what Adam has talked about, you choose the player beforehand. So um, I, I would assume it works best in a flex a flex spot. I don't know if, I'm not sure if you choose a, you know, a quarterback and a tight. I don't, I don't know if you choose one of each position, but you choose the the backup or the replacement before the game starts. You don't get to you don't get the benefit of hindsight and, and just pick your your third stringer that went off. Um, but overall, I think it it's an idea that has merit. And Zach's right, Con- concussions. Um, obviously, as, as the league is being more mm-hmm. careful and, and serious with those that does result in more players leaving in the middle of games. Well, Zach's was basically just uh, if you sub, if you sub a player in, they, they still need to have to play the second half of their game. Like, so like you said, so you, you don't know how their outcome was. Like you have to take some risk with a player that hasn't played yet or isn't had their game isn't over. Uh, but I like Harstead's rule better where you select the, you select the sub before the game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is definitely something that's out there. It's definitely something people use in leagues. It's not something you can do on a large scale, but like for, you know, one or two leagues or, you know, if you manage a small amount of leagues, uh, it's definitely a good rule. People out there like it. People out there are very behind it. Um, I'm honestly not sure how I feel. Uh, I think I would like it more if it wasn't so commissioner intensive. Yeah. <laughs> like that's that's my only problem with it is is it forces me to do something. <laughs> that's that sounds terrible. But we have so many unique rules that we do so many things that just adding one more on top of the pile is just you know especially on Sunday on Sundays during those first games is just it's it's more you know so yeah um, it's definitely a good rule. People should uh, consider it in their leagues. Uh, thanks for bringing it up, Zach from uh, Tennessee. Ryan, that's it. We're calling a show. We're done. All right, if you say so. We'll 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 come back, you know, soon. <laughs> this is three episodes in four weeks. People should be ecstatic about this. That's that's like our whole year pace. I know, right? That's uh, I think we're on episode thirty-four, and we are what uh, twenty-seven months into this show. So. Right. 
So yeah, we're we we weirdly we average about one 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 a month. Does that even seem right? We must have really churned them out at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, I, I I feel like we go through spurts where we churn churn a bunch out. I think for that's sure. the thing. Uh, well, thank you everyone for listening. Uh, that's another episode of Commission Impossible. Make sure you give us a five star review on whatever you listen to podcasts on, and tell your friends, tell your league mates. And definitely tell your commissioners. Email us at commishpod at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at commishpod. You can follow me on Twitter at scottfish24. And you can follow Ryan on Twitter at ryanmc23. That was a lot of people to, to follow and give stars to and tell people things, Ryan. Yes. <laughs> he he <laughs> yes, nods. Yes, it's it an was. Audio, it's an audio show. Oh, sorry, uh, sorry. we will let you go now go now thanks for listening have a great day what is the matter with me (laughs) 